NEG, it's the college pod. It's week 13. Uh, it is Sean Z here. We are a three man pod again. Uh, unfortunately, had a, a late exit, but uh, no worries there. We got it covered. Uh, what's up tonight, fellas? We got Farky and Memphis. Matt, how's it going? What's, what's going on? All right, so it's it's a big week uh, after the doo doo pile that was last week in college football. We got a, a big rivalry week before conference championships. Um, so obviously we're going to dive into that. But you know, real quick off the top, um, you know, I know we talked preseason and whatnot. Uh, we'll we'll kind of hold off on that. But any themes you guys want to have from the top four? Really, it's the top five or, or six from all accounts, uh, unless there's some some big things that happen this weekend. But any takeaways from either of you guys? Um, no, Oklahoma is still right there. Obviously, the Michigan game. I think either one of those. Well, Ohio State, I think, will trump Oklahoma. But when you're looking at Alabama and Clemson, I think they're fine. Clemson easily the one in the best situation. I mean, I want to talk about two things. One, the Final Four. Don't forget your boy Nick Show is not on the pod. But he took whiskey to make it into the final four. I think that's yeah. I mean, good God. And then he was want, all over their uh, dick. Oh my God. Man, and I'll tell you what, I just want the listeners to know if they went ahead and bet on our over unders at the beginning of the season, right now they're staring at a six and one possibility of a seven and one over under season total. So just uh, she'll, she'll gave two unders. Oh, and those that's both right. Have hit. So, so could, we're waiting we, on Baylor. We, we kind of at nine and one. So, you know, we we asked for, you know, um, high ratings on this pod. For Christ's sake, we're making you money. Jesus, give, give us a rating. Yeah. Yeah, no, we and I'm going to do that with all the picks last week, though. So six, five and five, six, five and one, me and Farky uh, and then four, seven and one. Nader, you chill. So Nader got out of the basement only to return there. Now he's only there by one game. Uh, we're all hovering around five hundred. Uh, except for Farky and Shill, who Farky's now nine games over. Shill seven games over. Do I have that right? Um, yep. Yeah. Gotta be, so, I got to be honest with you guys. I started shopping for diapers this weekend just in case. I uh, Make sure they got my size because you could always just hand them off to me because I think it's me and you in the running. Uh, who knows? We got some chances this week to have some separators, it looks like, certainly. Uh, Bets-wise, we did go 1-3. and three. The only one we hit was the mid- Middle Tennessee State. We got jobbed with Oregon's shit performance down the stretch. God, have they been a dick tease in a bad way this year. And, um, yeah, so we're 38-38-2. Um, so into the in back into the red on the units, but hopefully we bounce back. We are going to get shills. We don't have them for the sake of the pod tonight, but we will get those out and get them, get them tweeted here, um, certainly before the game start. Uh, I think even one Friday is the Egg Bowl. So we've got a couple days, but we're trying to get this out taping a Tuesday. The line's likely are to continue to shift, but we're going to take it for what it is right now. So you guys ready to dive in? Absolutely. Let's do All it. right. Out of the out of the gate mentioned the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, eleven and a half. They're going to Ole Miss. Um, big rivalry game here. Farky, we're gonna lead off with you. What do you got? Mississippi Egg Bowl. What what in Mississippi will give you more passion than the Egg Bowl? 
That's that's what my question would be. So this is huge. This might be the Hitting biggest the game on the slate. Sign that said you exited the state, come yeah. back in. That would give me, you know, maybe the the most. Famous. I will say there there will be a number of gorgeous women in the student sections at this game. So, but anyway, I got Mississippi State here minus the eleven and a half. Um, State's been solid on defense all year. Number thirteen in rushing. Um, Ole Miss brings a, a pretty nice dynamic. Um, Offensively, and uh, am I going to get it right? Tayamu, Tayamu, yeah. okay, Tayamu and AJ Brown, but uh, in Fitzgerald, he's been solid for uh, State the last few weeks after I've really lit him up most of this season. But um, at the end of the day, this is Ole Miss's bowl game, but I don't think there's enough offensive firepower to overcome their defensive shortcomings and the fact that the Mississippi State does bring a, a top 20 defense to this game. So give me State to cover the 11 and a half. I like around 35-17. Memphis, Matt, would you rather have all-day diarrhea or have to tell people that you were from Mississippi? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, I've never been to Mississippi, actually, and I'm going to try and keep it that way. I haven't uh, either. I yeah, the place sucks, and I've never been there, but I can probably tell you. I, Farky, have you ever been there being close to that state down there? <laughs> yeah, and I've driven through it multiple times. Yeah, I, I mean, I can imagine. Uh, a lot of trailer parks down there, I'm sure, which <laughs> Nick Schill will probably retire down there. Uh, yeah, I've got Ole Miss getting 11 and a half at home. Uh, this is basically their bowl game. I told the listeners earlier this year that I wasn't going to back Fitzgerald, even though he's a little, looked a little bit better um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I had 19 seniors for Ole Miss. Um, going to try and go out with a win here. I like the passing attack with Howard, and I'm not going to try and say their quarterback's name. Uh, but I think 11 and a half is a little stingy in a, in a, a little, or a little too liberal here in a, in a good um, rivalry matchup at home. So give me the dog. I think Mississippi people will just give you money if you just pull off to the side of the road and take a dump. They just are like, hey, thanks for dropping some things off. Thanks for fertilizing the yard. Yeah, uh-huh. like they're just happy that you stopped on by and dropped a deuce. So uh, I don't know what the going rate is in that state. I'm sure it's not enough. Uh, it won't be enough for me. Actually, I'll be watching this game. I don't know who I'm. I'm kidding. I've got you know family here all weekend. So uh, anything to kind of tap me and lock me into with a, a little bit of you know some old fashioned courtesy of old Memphis Matt. Little little whip it up and um, uh, yeah, I'll be kicking those back pretty regularly. With I'm going Woodford with this one, um, Nader. So I'm I'm going Old Miss. I'm going to jump the train with you here too. I, I like the dog uh, at home just to get the points. Uh, I don't think they win, but I I like their ability to at least throw the ball. So um, yeah, I'll take uh, the Rebels in this one at least. Next one, one near and dear to one Memphis Matt. Uh, the Houston Cougars, fresh off Ed Oliver, almost assaulting Major Applewhite. They go to Tiger, the Tiger Dome, and they take on Memphis, who's going to lay seven in this one. Nader, what do you got? Yeah, got Memphis coming off the win last year in, in this matchup. And uh, winner obviously goes on to face UCF to get clowned by those guys. But um, love Memphis, love Norvell, minus the seven. Um, I, I saw a little, the Tigers center was talking a little bit of shit earlier. Um, basically said, I think it was, I hate them. Ain't nothing real coming out of H-Town. Um, so that's that's interesting, especially when your center's running his mouth. But you know what? It's Memphis. It's at the Tiger Dome. Big advantage. Going to be slinging the ball over the field. I like Memphis by 14. <laughs> um, I'm going to go immediately to a counter. Farky, your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the Tiger Dome. 
<laughs> we haven't had this in a while. This has been a separator. It also got Nader in the basement a little bit. But first, what do you? Yeah, got? yeah. You know why? You know why? And that's why I have Houston because this will get me to a streak of four bets in a row against Memphis to hit. So I'm going to keep the train rolling. I have Houston here. That offense is is just as high powered this year as Memphis, which hasn't hasn't been there in years past. I don't think against those Memphis teams. Um, I just think that their defense is going to be able to outplay Memphis, even at home. That team's shown chinks in the armor and some weaknesses this year. So Houston all day for me. My team that was the uh, what I what I say the underdog of the season with over seven and a half or six and a half wins. I hit that. Yeah, I mean, you bring up good points about Houston's offense. I'm just going to take uh, a home team here. I'm going to I'm going to take Memphis. I'm going to lay the seven. Um, I don't feel terribly great about it. Uh, I can't probably explain it other than I don't like the kind of Houston vibe and and all of that um, in light of last last week and uh, you know all over a jacket. You're going to let you know a guy that would have been a notable draft pick. And have to go kind of south on that as a result. So I'm taking Memphis out of you know simple karma there, I guess. Um, the I four war. I had to look this up. I didn't even know, but I guess that's a thing. Uh, Central Florida laying 14. They're going to South Florida. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to our resident Florida expert here, Farky. What do you got in this one? So the I four war. I four runs from literally from downtown Tampa all the way through Orlando. And it's the worst stretch of highway that I've ever driven on in my life. I went, I went for two weeks uh, over to our Orlando office in the morning and then came home because I've, I've got a dog and it's about two hours. And I'll tell you what, if you don't leave that Orlando office by three o'clock in the afternoon, if you leave any time after that, it takes you four hours, an extra two hours to get home. It's hell on earth. I'd rather live in Mississippi then drive I-4 from Camp Whoa. Orlando for 15 years. <laughs> so anyway, that's a little bit on the I-4 war. Um, UCF, of course, is in Orlando. USF's in Tampa. I've been on the Knights all year. Um, I'm not high as a kite with all these other people that try to think that they should be included because of what they've earned in the, the playoff scenario and all that shit. But uh, long and short, and then I'll let you guys hit it. I just think they're they're a better team. They're a better team offensively, defensively. They're better coached. Um, you know, they have a seasoned, really good quarterback. I don't know if we can say he's as good as some of those, you know, power five top quarterbacks without playing in those conferences. But they have all the pieces. I don't see them, uh, you know, keeping this game real close. I'd say it's closer to 16 or 17. So give me UCF. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, I agree with Farky. Um, I think Sean Z. I texted you last weekend. Did anyone see how hit Mackenzie Milton's mom is? Oh, did you, did you guys was she see? She loaded. Her? Was she uh, loaded? She had to have been. But she what wasn't was she? slurring her words. She wasn't making any sense whatsoever either. But dude, she she looked like Peg from uh, Married with Children, only ten times worse. It wasn't good. I mean, just a clown show. But I think UCF, uh, you know, obviously they've got an outside shot at making it here. I, a lot of dominoes would have to fall. Um, but I think they've got their eye on the prize. So I'm pretty sure um, UCF here is the play. Um, I like them minus the 14. Yeah, we'll see if uh, she'll piss is on our parade. But I love you, UCF here, actually. Um, one thing I'll say about UCF, they got 
some guys that I think are pros. I think Killian's got, like, in the right system, can be an absolute monster. He's a 10, 200-meter guy. Snelson is, was a big-time recruit that's just stayed local for some family reasons. But he had Florida State, Miami, Florida. He had the big three looking at him. Um, and I think he had at least committable offers to two of those three. Uh, I, he didn't to Florida State, but I thought he did, at least with Miami, for sure. Uh, and Milton's, you know, he's a really good college quarterback. He's a little kind of like Chase Daniel. I don't think he'll have the pro career even like Chase Daniel, but I think he's got, you know, some some promise there. Um, and obviously at the collegiate level and a non-power five. And the sneaky thing with Central Florida, their defensive line is really good. Like they, they got a couple guys that are monster size-wise. Huge. And Traycon Smith, you know, that guy that, that was a receiver for them last year, like they do have energy. Guys, I don't think South Florida has enough, um, let alone to stay close in this one. So, yeah, I, I love uh, Central Florida in this one to lay the 14 and kind of comfortably in this one. So, uh, next one we're going to Lincoln Riley takes OU, laying one and a half. The dog, West Virginia Mountaineers, and the Hulk. Um, I've kind of flipped back and forth and back and forth on this game for the sake of it. I'm going to take OU. I don't have a really, really good reason, but I'm just going to take OU because I just don't trust Greer as much as the national media uh, likes to talk up. And I, I just I think Murray makes enough plays. I don't think either of these defenses stop one another, uh, similar to what West Virginia ran into with Oklahoma State this past weekend. So I'm going to I'm going to take OU, but I'm going to do it reluctantly. Parky. This is uh, this is kind of a homer pick for me because we, we all love the Hog. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just I kind of like West Virginia. I root for their basketball team just because I, I knew Mike Gansey and stuff was in my my high school class and knew him a little bit in college. And I don't know the football team. I just they seem kind of easy to root for with the Hog. So definitely want them to win the game. It certainly would help the Buckeyes' chances. Uh, outside of that. As good as West Virginia has been offensively, Oklahoma statistically has been better offensively. Um, I, I'm not any more impressed with Kyler Murray than I am Greer. Uh, a, a little bit on the flip side of what Sean mentioned with Greer, I, I watched him make a number of really impressive throws last week. So I, I do like him. Um, they almost they almost came back, won that game. Playing at home, almost a flip of a coin game. I'm going to go for the team that I've watched a little more this year, and, and I want to win. So give me West Virginia. Nader. Yeah, the, to me, the one and a half basically insinuates, all right, we're going to make it to overtime and possibly make it to, you know, who misses an extra point or who goes for two. Um, it, to me, well, it's it opened just, at three, but it is a strange line. I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's basically a pick em, right? I mean, yeah. essentially. So, but we've got Oklahoma who, you know, still has their eye on a playoff. Um, I like both quarterbacks, uh, and it does pay me to root against the Hulk. Uh, but I kind of lean towards Oklahoma here a little bit, and I'm going to dump the one and a half to take them. All right, moving on. See, you, you, you know what? You know what I hate real quick about this game, and it, it it's a problem I have is is with my memory. So I sat when I was in Utah with my sisters and watched from start to finish that Oklahoma, Texas game. And it's like, I just keep remembering that Texas game in my mind. And it probably has no relevance in how well, you, you can watch right the Oklahoma now. state game. They didn't stop Oklahoma state whatsoever. Yeah. So, but neither did West Virginia. It's the big 12. The conference sucks. Um, you know, everybody compared the Monday night game to it. You don't see seven punts in the big 12. You don't see kind of 
turnovers and, and the ability for defensive lines to remotely uh, stay upright and, and actually kind of handle offensive linemen in the Big 12. So I found that kind of comp laughable um, and, a, and a great over-exaggeration just because the numbers in the final oh, yeah. were somewhat similar. Uh, next game, Apple Cup. Heading out west, we got uh, Leach and the, the Washington State Cougars. They're at home. They're giving up three to the Huskies. Uh, Nader, what do you got here? Man, Leach has got his team right where he wants them, man. Win, and they're possibly in. Um, you know, the great motivator, right? And, dude, did you guys see that picture of uh, that he took from game day and put in his office of George Costanza, but his head superimposed on Costanza's laying on that Chase Lounge? I didn't see that. I watched Brock Cure walk like three miles every day with and They kept showing that footage during the game, and I don't think it's a coincidence they ended with 69 points either. Well, Leach took that picture from game day, and it's sitting in his office. And he did, he did it in an interview with that picture behind him, like, last <laughs> week. And just the whole interview was him sitting in front of that picture. Uh, look, I've kind of been down on Washington most of the year. I've talked about Browning's decline. I know this is a big rivalry game. I, I do like Washington's defense. But I think Wazoo's got a, um, enough enough talent here to get the win. I love Leach. You know, I talk about that quite frequently. Um, you know, I think they're going to make enough plays on offense to get it done. Again, I don't trust Browning to lead Washington to a victory. So um, I, I I think the right side here is hang the three. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I, I don't really have any good explanation other than I just feel like Washington State's maybe due for a stinker. Um, Minshew's been really good, but he's played against some absolute dog shit defenses. He's not going to have that luxury um, this weekend. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take Peterson and Washington, maybe a trick play here or there. Somehow they find a way to pull it out on the road. Um, I'm not super confident, but but I'll kind of zig when everybody else is zagging on this one. Farky? Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Leach here. Uh, respect the stash, him and his quarterback. They're another one of those defenses that predominantly have given up a ton of points. And this year it hasn't seemed as bad, especially in some of their decent wins. Um, I know Washington can bring it and they'll probably have a good game plan ready for them. But I, I still like this Washington State team this year. So give me give me State. Give me Leach. All right. Well, uh, now the game. Um, we talked all year long, all preseason long, even at the end of last year. The Michigan Wolverines would go into this game. I don't think any one of us probably felt like they'd be favored necessarily, but they are by four. They head into Columbus. Uh, everybody's expecting them to win. Farky, what do you got? What, 12, 10 past years, this has been dominated by Ohio State. Everyone needs to, to pump the brakes. That, that does not matter in this game. These are two totally different teams. Throw the records teams. out the window. Throw out, out of the records. I mean, throw them out. Throw, the records don't matter. Actually, this year, they do matter because in years past, it was an automatic Ohio State win. This year, Michigan comes out with actually a serviceable, really good team. Really good defense in an offense that struggled earlier this year with Shea Patterson. He settled in. and He's been really good. They're number 20 in the nation in passing right now, which shocked me when I saw that earlier today. Um, I think that their defensive front wins against Ohio State's offensive front on paper and statistically. 
Um, Ohio State is going to struggle to stop Higdon running back for Michigan. He's, he's had a hell of a season. Uh, one, of, one of the best I've seen in the country this year. And then they'll counter that with Shea Patterson throwing the ball well. Uh, Haskins will fling it all over the field, no doubt about it, try to keep him in the game. But I, I think this game, in most aspects on the defensive and offensive side of the ball, favor Ohio State other than maybe, maybe uh, you know, passing. That being said, I'll take Ohio State here. Nah, <laughs> Memphis, Matt. I knew a pivot was coming. Nah, I've been torn about this game ever since, I mean, quite a while. But, um, you know, recently Ohio State all of a sudden has had trouble keeping Haskins off the floor, um, the 69th ranked defense in the country. I've just got concerns about this game out the ass. Um, you know, although I will say that um, obviously Harbaugh's proven that he can't beat Ohio State. And I think I saw a stat the other day that um, Urban is 5-0 and in his last five games as a dog. He's a great motivator of, the, uh, of his team, um, you know, when they're – Oh, you there? Oh, we may have lost the old Nader in that one. Farky, you there? Yeah. All right, did he go out for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be on standby. We'll at least plow through it. We'll see if we can get uh, the old Nader um, bumped back into this. But uh, I obviously he was going towards taking Michigan, so I'm following him along on the sheet here. Um, what's that? Here he is. He's was, back. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't Go know. Go ahead. We heard you about keeping Haskins off the field. Okay, so keeping Haskins off the, uh, um, off the floor, you know, but um, – 69th ranked defense. I, for the record, I hate Tough Borland. I just want to get that out there real quick. Um, he's a douchebag. He's but, tough. Yeah, he's tough. All right. Um, so off the watch. Oh, but, um, yeah. you know my my reservations on picking Michigan here are Harbaugh, Harbaugh has proven that he can't beat Ohio State. I think I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but I said OSU is five and zero in their last five games as a dog under Urban Meyer. Um, what does that mean for this game? Well, obviously he's a great motivator and can get his teams pumped up when they're facing adversity. That being said, um, all those things against Ohio State, um, I it pains me to say it, but I go on Michigan minus the four. Yeah, I flipped back and forth on this one, and I I probably still will, but I got to take a, a draw line in the sand. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean back towards Ohio State in this one. I, I, like I convinced you. I convinced no, you. Huh? I, honestly. <laughs> I think they're going to have a Tate Martell package, guys. I think they're. They, I do too. I think Urban's going to have, pull out all of the strings in this one. And the one thing that I will say is Michigan's offense is the maybe the one offense the Ohio State shouldn't struggle as you know mightily as they have. They're not spread. They're going to kind of line up and and they're going to run more traditional style. They are going to have some play action, which is going to you know put our linebackers in fits. But it can be more emphasis on the D line as a result. Um, so I think in that scenario, you know, we might fare a little bit better defensively. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes here. I am leery, but I think Martell's going to going to have a little bit of a running package, and maybe even Haskins decides to tuck it and run it as well. So um, I'll take the Buckeyes here to to cover the four. Next game, 
Uh, Florida heads in, laying five and a half, uh, gets into Tallahassee, take on the Knolls. And the Knolls win. They staved eligible with the largest bowl streak in the country or in in the nation. Uh, I think it's like 39 games or or 39 seasons or something along those lines. Um, That said, I don't think they got enough. I'm going Mullen against Willie here. Uh, How Florida State still doesn't have linemen back. I just, I can't in my right mind take them. I, I. my first instinct, if it was three, I, I you know, or uh, excuse me, if it was more than a touchdown, I'd certainly give Florida State a chance. I just, I can't. It's in the middle spot. I hate where the line's at. Um, so I'm going to take Florida here. I'm very, very disappointedly, and hopefully I'm wrong. Farky? Yeah, I kind of like what your what your comments were about the line. I think it's uh, it's right about in the middle spot, but. I'm looking at more of, of maybe a touchdown win here. Uh, is Felipe good now? That's that's my question. Is he no. good? Is, <laughs> I, is think, he, I think we'll let Memphis Matt take that he's, one. He's, te- he's teasing us that he might be good now or at least consistent. Uh, but their O-line has definitely been excellent. They're, they're one of the top in, O-lines in the country in terms of uh, tackles for loss given up. So I don't think FSU is really going to be able to run the ball against them. Like like I said, it's still a rivalry game, and it's probably going to stay close, maybe within a touchdown, but I'm going to take Florida to cover. Matt, Matt. Yeah, I'm I'm doomed no matter what side I pick. I, I've told people that I, I don't bet on quarterbacks named Felipe, so anytime <laughs> I go against him, he comes out and throws for 304 touchdowns. But then you uh, pick him, and he shits the bet. But if I pick him, he's right back to the Felipe that I said I'd never bet. So, um, you know, I, I just I don't like Florida at all. So uh, that's really my reasoning for this. I, I hope Florida State can come out after a nice win last weekend and uh, get back to back wins here. Um, yeah, I believe I, I did see that. You said it's 39 seasons in a row, yeah. I think. Yeah. So um, give me Florida State. All right. Uh, we'll see what show comes in with that one next up. Uh, Georgia Tech heads to Athens. They take on, or no, this actually, is this a neutral site game? No, no, it's at Georgia. No. Never mind. So it's Georgia's laying 17 at home. Farky, who do you got in this one? I have the Bulldogs here. I think they keep rolling. Um, Georgia Tech, I, my biggest reason is you, if you give Jake Fromm time to throw, and he's been, he's been uh, you know, beat up a little bit this year compared to last year. But if you give him time to throw, he's he does just fine. And Georgia Tech doesn't have much of a pass rush. So that's really my my separator here for them to cover the points. I, I don't think them winning is in any doubt, but to cover the 17, I think they're going to be able to throw the ball really well. Yeah, I agree with Farkey. Um, they don't have a pass rush. rush. And the other problem is, is in past years, you know, I think Georgia Tech had – um, a little bit more talent and able to keep this uh, rivalry close. Um, this year, I, I, I actually really like this game. I, I see this more in like the 31-7 range. Um, I just don't think Georgia Tech's able to get anything going on the offensive side of the ball. They can't stop Georgia, so give me the Bulldogs big. Yeah, I like that too. I think offensively Georgia's going to be able to kind of name it. Uh, I think they get enough stop, stops against the Georgia uh, Tech offense that obviously we know is pretty one-dimensional. The one thing that would maybe be a little bit concerning is, you know, Georgia's going up against Alabama. They want to be sharp, healthy, and, you know, cut blocks and some of the things with Georgia Tech. You could be a little leery of maybe play some backups, but Georgia's pretty damn deep across their their second and third strings even. So I I like their spot for them. I I think Georgia wins this pretty comfortably. Um, 
and, and we kind of move on to the SEC championship next week. Next up, uh, you know, Nick and Akron's upstart Baylor Bears. He loved them last week, and then naturally we had to all eat a shit sandwich as a result of it. Um, so appreciate him, uh, him, him kind of leading us in that direction. They're still trying to hover and get um, above their team win total over and get bowl eligible, although I'm not sure that they can even qualify for a bowl. They're wrought with so many scandals half the time that I'm just thinking they're perpetually on probation. So uh, I don't actually know that. Maybe I'll look that up here while you guys maybe give your breakdown. But for the sake of this, I'm taking Cliff and Texas Tech. I don't really know why because they shit the bed last week. But uh, they're laying six and a half. Uh, give me Tech, the Red Riders, uh, or Red Raiders uh, against um, the, the, the you know, Fallons of Baylor. I used to roll around a Red Rider. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot that what, thing, shooting squirrels. Mm-hmm. What, what's Baylor lost? Like four out of their last five. They're wheeling. And Texas Tech playing at home, they're going to score a million points. Baylor, I'm sure, will score two against that shitty Tech defense. But to, to cover six and a half, I love this line. This is one of my favorite games of the week. Texas Tech by seven at least. Uh, here's the reason I love this game is because Nick Schill needs this to get his Baylor over for his yeah. listeners, and there ain't no fucking way that's happening. <laughs> give me Cliff and give me Texas Tech minus six and a half. What a jerk. Yeah, uh, here, and here, but here's the only problem. Texas Tech lost their last four games too. So, yeah, Baylor's yeah, reeling, but uh, Texas Tech isn't like this beacon of hope themselves. Cliff, Cliff's too worried about plucking his eyebrows than uh, trying to win football games, the prick. Is he when's is he he gone? No. After this year? Oh, no. I don't yeah, they I, love unfortunately, him. Unfortunately, it looks like Fedora is going to stick around. We don't even have that game, but it, somehow North Carolina is going to run Fedora back out there next year. Uh, <laughs> oh it disappoints gosh. me greatly. But uh and obviously Eddie O and uh who is the other guy? Oh yeah, Memphis Matt, you had Cliff, but it looks like yeah, now if he did. loses this, you still might be in play. Yeah. He might survive it though. Who yeah. knows? We'll, we'll see. So uh, next up, Pac-12, Stanford laying six and a half to UCLA at fresh off a, a, the win against the Trojans. Um, they're at home. Chip Kelly's kind of turning things around a little bit. Nader, who you got in this one? <laughs> Aren't they three and eight? Yeah, but the, I mean, they're playing a hell of a lot better the last four or five weeks. I mean, they, they, they shit the bed all early season. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, I, I actually think he'll get that program turned around eventually. It's too big of a name and um, you know, I think players like to play for him, but I, that still doesn't dispel the fact that I think he's a monster douche. Um, but I think UCLA, I don't have much of a take here, but I think it's it's prime time for a David Shaw turd, uh, just leaving it there in L.A. So give me the Bruins. Well, I, I don't doubt that. I do think the fact that the, they had the game canceled last week, you know, this would be a spot had they beat Cal that I'd probably be on UCLA. But for the sake of, you know, them being kind of, um, you know, pent up in a cage for, for a postponement from last week, I, I, I'll take Stanford in this one simply out of that principle and maybe UCLA on the come down a little bit after a big win, albeit against a shitty Clay Helton-led team. Um Nonetheless, I'll take Stanford in this one. Farky? Yeah, I'm with Stanford on this one, too. UCLA is unpredictable. This is really the the poo-poo platter shit game of the week to me. I mean, Stanford's done nothing impressive. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and they've lost the teams that they're probably supposed to lose to. Notre Dame, Utah, Washington State. How I think they lost to Washington. So, you know, to cover a touchdown against a 3-8 and UCLA team, 
that doesn't really concern me. And anytime you guys have called out David Shaw to have a poop poop ladder game, uh, he's bounced back, which is why I'm nine games above 500 sitting in first place because I've been sticking with him. So I'll take Stanford. Here's the thing. You know, blowing David Shaw all of a sudden. You know he blows. <laughs> oh, I, I, here's the thing. I, I I will not doubt come uh, 5-15 us you know, seeing a group text. Why did I take David Shaw? He sucks. He kicked his fourth <laughs> field goal inside the 10. Uh, Definitely in play. All right, we're going to the Iron Bowl. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think Auburn's going to leave something in the bowl, and it's going to be better than what they leave on the field uh, in this one. Bama's laying 24. Uh, Farky, what do you got? I, fl- I flipped on this because I-, I just thought to myself, my God, think about this. I guarantee you this line has never, since they've set lines, been 24 in the Iron Bowl. That's absurd for Alabama versus Auburn. I had Auburn down here just because I was thinking too many points. But I've been knit by Alabama a couple times. It's only been by a point and a half. And when I've, when I've ridden the high line, they've blown it out of the water. So I'm going to stick with it here in a rivalry game like this. These boys will be up. They're, they're so much better. Um, you know, sky's the limit for what this team can probably do the rest of the season. So give me Alabama to cover. Nader? Yeah, um, I'm doing the old uh... – Oh, flip here as well. Um, I had Auburn, and then I started thinking um, Nick Saban's going to take advantage of pounding a rival into the ground if he can, and if he's ever going to be able to do it, this will be the year to do it. Uh, We're not going to see any bullshit, you know, field goal return here in this game. This is Bama all the way. Um, I definitely like him to cover the twenty-four. Yeah, I think if this was at Auburn, you know, maybe you you, you kind of think about the points. I just, I it's too tempting um, to not just take Bama and and uh, you know go ahead and start counting your money. They, Damian Harris questionable, Alex Leatherwood questionable, but they'll just re- replace those with five stars. And I think Auburn, you know, they get down early. I think this has they got some quit in them. Um, I think Stidham is struggling mighty mightily, and uh, yeah, I just. This type of matchup, I don't, I don't see the, the opportunity um, even from a value. This would have to be kind of north of twenty-seven before, uh, even in you know, twenty-eight and even into the thirties. That's where it would be almost absurd. It's right there at the line, but uh, it's still not enough for me to to think of taking Auburn in this one. So give me Bama just out of um, you know pure spite to Gus Malzahn and the the Auburn Tigers. Is that not ridiculous? So twenty-four points in this series. It, yeah. it is. It's, it, it's, it's insane. It's pretty crazy. Uh, next up, uh, Maryland, fresh off of uh, a, a one-point loss that certainly could have beat Ohio State. They're traveling to uh, to State College. They're taking on Penn State, who's going to lay 13. Uh, I, I don't have a ton to say on this. I can't imagine that you guys do either. I'm just taking Penn State in this one just because I think Maryland kind of, you know, blew their wad on that one, and, and they're kind of stick a fork in them. They're done. Uh, it's time to get out, Cruton, and um, I guess, you know, Hit the hit the bowl circuit and try and you know piece together what's been an, a very topsy turvy season, no doubt. So, um, Farky, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback Sean there. I'm going to take Penn State off of his comments and say, add to it that Penn State. We all thought that maybe they were a little overhyped to begin the season. That's proven to be true, but they have shown flat flashes, particularly against Ohio State, uh, of what they can do. And I think this is one of those games. It's a perfect setup for them with with the situation Maryland's in. So I'll take Penn State as well. Nader, 
Yeah, I don't have much to say. I think uh, Maryland's going to have a little letdown after that heartbreaker last week. They could have got a, you know, uh, for them a, a franchise or a, you know, a, a big time win last week and didn't get it. I think there's a little bit of heartbreak there. And I, I'm, I'm not in love with Penn State, but um, I don't see how you could bet Maryland after the game last weekend. So give me Nitty Lions. Yeah, I mean, Maryland can't pass the ball. I think you got to pass the ball in this game. Uh, they do need win to get bowl eligible. Penn State doesn't have a ton to play for themselves. Um, but you got to think trying to get the nine wins, get to you know a, a, a solid bowl. They lose this one. It would be a real sour taste on McSorley and some of those the seniors' career. So um, I think we're all aligned right. Naturally, I'm sure show will be against us on that one. All right, we're going to the Territorial Cup, another one I had to look up here. Um uh, Nader, I don't think you watched this, so actually I'm going to jump around and take this right out of the gate. I watched Arizona uh, extensively as Leach put up 69 and had, I think, 54 in the um, 52 or 54 in the first half, uh, which was just an absolute epic performance uh, by Kevin Sumlin because he coached such a bad game. Uh, I couldn't get over it. I think Herm and his assistant coaches outcoached Sumlin and his crew. And while Khalil Tate's, you know, still got some talent there, uh, I they've underachieved basically the whole season. So give me the Sun Devils in this one, laying two um, to Zona uh, on the road. But I'll I'll take Herman company. Farky. Yeah, so I'm going to take Arizona State and Ole Herm for the first time this season, which I think is is really just a reflection of my, the great decision making I've made this year in these pickums and being in first place. So um, that being said, Arizona State is clearly a better team. They've had they've had some they've played really well in some games that actually didn't even equate the wins. Um, so I do need to give them more credit than what I've given them. They were my shit team of the season, and they've well overachieved that. Uh, I hate this bowl, the name of this bowl, and everything it stands for. Out of all of them, Apple Cup, any of them, um, it's it's stupid. It's dumb, and it it has to do with uh, the rivalry rivalry between the two schools and the territory that they wanted to claim for their two institutions 119 years ago. So just dumb. Give me Arizona State, Herm Edwards, first time this year. Memphis, Matt. I'll tell you what, on shit you never thought you'd say, can you imagine two years ago saying Herm Edwards versus Kevin Sumlin in the Territorial Cup? Wow, yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah, I I, I didn't watch a lot of the Washington State game, but I was the recipient of plenty of texts last week that, oh, my God, at least just dropped 50 by halftime. Um so I remember those. Um, yeah, Zona doesn't really have much uh, to challenge Arizona State. I think the assistant coaches for Arizona State get involved here enough to get a cover and give the Sun Devils another win. Yeah, we'll move on. We'll see if that ends up consensus. And obviously, like we said, we'll, we'll loop this in uh, as we get chills over the next couple of days. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at NEGPodCFB. Uh, next up. We're heading to Clemson. They're laying 26, rivalry against South Carolina. Uh, Farky, who you got in this one? Clemson, all day. This is this is massacre, bloodbath. This is just a, another, another, I guess, reflection of how Clemson's season is and playing in the ACC, and this is their rivalry game, and it's 26 worse than Alabama. Um, it's just overpowered. I don't have much more on this. Give me Clemson. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, I'm flipping. 
Uh, Gibby Clemson. I've I've watched actually watched U.S. Uh, South Carolina a couple times this year. Um, I just you know I was looking at that number and thinking, man, that's just such a a big number. But Dabo's got this team rolling, um, and I just don't know if South Carolina has enough to even get in their way. So I'll take Clemson at home. Yeah, it's a massive number, and yet I couldn't help but say it's going to be twenty-one nothing midway through the second quarter. And I, and if I was on South Carolina, I'm looking at Mush Champ bitching at his kids and thinking I don't have a chance in hell of winning this. I'd rather be on the Clemson side. You'll know by halftime whether or not it's a win or not. Um, versus having to sweat out of South Carolina. I, it's just not something I'm interested in. So I, I wouldn't bet this game, um, just steering clear of it entirely. But uh, for the sake of this, I'm taking Clemson. Next up, uh, you know, it might be his last Big 12 game, and that was a hot take from show last week. Uh, so we'll see if it ends up coming through. They did win last week to to possibly send him off. Um you know, in his uh, what scooter? What what do they call the old people's? Is it, it's a scooter Rask, or a rascal? Rascal. rascal. Yeah, send him off on his rascal. Uh, so Bill Snyder goes on the road to uh, to Ames, takes on Iowa State, who's laying thirteen and a half. Nader, what do you got? <laughs> Nothing would please me more than watch Bill Snyder try to eat his Thanksgiving dinner while he just sits there and gums turkey to death. Yeah, uh, I can <laughs> eat without teeth. I mean, uh, he definitely has false teeth. There's no way he does, he eats with gums. It's probably just a steady dose of cranberry sauce and just sweet potato pie. That's just they just put that shove that down his his grill. I um, think they just throw everything into a blender and then just pump it into his stomach. <laughs> you know, I I like Matt Campbell. Uh, Iowa State was one of my overs for the year uh, season totals. But I feel like Kansas State's going to put together an, an, a nice little effort here, sitting Bill Snyder riding off in the sunset. So give me the Wildcats. Uh, I mean, I can't take K-State in this one. I feel like they're celebratory from that. I'll take Iowa State, David Montgomery and company. He couldn't come back into that game and get any rhythm. Uh, so I think that threw things off last week a lot. So he's not suspended this week. And, um, you know, for the sake of it, Give, give me um, the Cyclones in this one, and I think uh, they keep uh, Bill Snyder from going bowling, and he can stick to just dropping bowls into his pants. Or diapers, I should say. Farky, what do you got? I'm taking Kansas State here. I think 13 and a half is, is a bit much for me with two teams that I think are, are more evenly matched and what that, that point spread is. I know they're playing at Iowa State, but uh, again, uh, Billy on his way possibly out and this to secure bowl eligibility, which I think is a big deal to those guys, especially in Snyder's last year. Um, you know, and I guess I'm just not on board with the whole Iowa State wave and how that entire program's turned around at six and four this year at this point. So, um, yeah, give me Kansas State. All right, moving on. We'll, uh, we head to Jimbo Fisher. Now some reports out of um, uh, A&M that, you know, maybe this guy's not all that he's cracked up to be. We kick a hell of a lot of field goals. Yeah, I know. Join it, the club. Enjoy it while uh, you still have it because you got he's a $75 million man. So LSU's on the road. Eddie O uh, goes to Jimbo and company. They're laying two and a half. So LSU's a dog in this one. I looked at this as two evenly matched teams. LSU's been the overachiever. I'll take them. Um, so give me them, and I get two and a half in this. I'll love that, especially with a guy like Jimbo who kicks field goals as much as he does. So, Farky? 
Yeah, about four or five weeks ago, I was really on board with the way A&M was playing, and they kind of let me down, especially on the pod. I was backing them on a lot of good things they were doing. Um, at home here, I because I, I do think they're good enough. I, I think they're a team that, that could beat LSU. So uh, another one of those roller coaster seasons in the SEC. Uh, I voted Eddie O as the first heat going. He's really let me down with that because they have achieved enough to where they're, I think, number eight or so ahead of the Buckeyes in the in the standings. So against Eddie O, A&M to play up to their potential at home, give me an A&M win by field goal. That's Matt. I love how we talk about Eddie O is letting us down because he's overachieved on the season. Yeah, he didn't get shit canned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've talked about it uh, ad nauseum. When lines don't make sense, I go with the route that doesn't make sense. This line doesn't really make sense to me. So I'm taking A&M. That's my only take. Interesting. What doesn't make sense? Uh, I think LSU should be the favorite. Okay, I got you. All right. Um, well, hey, look at it this way: the same money that that paid Jimbo, they just doubled down on uh, on A and M this week. So that, that's how I chose to look at it. But but fair point there. All right, the, the, a huge game from uh, playoff seating or, or kind of playoff potential implications. I don't think it's going to be a game, but the uh, Notre Dame Irish. They're laying 10. They're going on the road to USC. I think this line's going to get pushed up, but for the sake of it right now, it's a 10. Uh, Farky, what do you got? Syracuse is better than USC, so that's where I'm at. Give me Notre Dame. Good take. I like that. Or uh, Nader. Yeah, um, I don't think this game's close at all. This is probably my favorite game of the week. Um, Notre Dame comes out, makes a nice statement against a rival, Um, you know, Basically, Notre Dame wins, and in my opinion, they're in. So, um, Notre Dame's got everything riding on it. I don't know why they wouldn't put these losers away. Yeah, i got to be honest. Florida State's better than USC, and Notre Dame beat the absolute shit out of Florida State. Um, Obviously, that's at Notre Dame, and that's a tougher environment and everything. But uh, I don't think USC's going to have any crowd here whatsoever. I I think this is a horrible spot for them. I think Notre Dame wins this by 20-plus. I'm shocked that the number is what it's at. Uh, so as soon as we can kind of get in line with, with Shill, assuming he's on board with us, I think we're pulling the trigger on this sooner than later. So uh, I'd anticipate strongly that this is consensus. And if it's not, I'd really want to know why, uh, because it, from the sounds of you guys, you guys are just as locked in on this as I am. So um, I need to hear an argument otherwise. And it ain't, it ain't whatever uh, that, that freshman quarterback is. Um, it's certainly not him. So, uh, last up, we're going to bookend it. Uh, we're going to head Mormon. Is this is this the Holy War? Do I have that right? Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, magic <laughs> underwear uh, on the road to Utah. Utah's laying thirteen. Um, Nader, what do you got in this one? Um, I don't know if you know guys know this or not, but uh, Mormons believe that ancient Jews Jews built ships and sailed to America. So. Um, but that being said, um, I'm going with the magical underwear here. <laughs> this this, uh, this rivalry is actually, most of these games are typically pretty close. You know, you, you can throw the records out the window, baby. you got to uh, throw them out the window. I mean, you know, you, uh, you don't get rid of Linda. I'm going to throw her out the window. Give me BYU, getting the 13, keeping it, hey, closer than the experts think, huh? 
Oh, a little Lee Corso there. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking the Cougars on this too. Uh, I'm not going the Mormon route. I'm just going Cougars over a Ute. Um, so I'm doing a mascot little little uh, parody there, little humor for, for everybody. Actually, to be honest, there's not a chance in hell I'd watch this game. Um, I, I admire Utah's been my sleeper. I think they certainly have lived up to that. Um, I think they won. Didn't they win the, the one of the Pac-12s with the North or South? One of them. Um, yes. So they're and they playing beat the absolute week. piss out of Colorado. There you go. So they're playing next week. So I'll worry about fading them uh, again next week. But for the sake of this, I think they're going to be looking forward to that. BYU, they don't have anything to play for. They barely have anything to live for. So I'll take the Cougars in this one. <laughs> all right. So that kind of wraps it all up. Um, you know, for the sake of it, we got not this game. What's that? I'm not picking this game. Oh, you didn't pick. All right. My fault. I, I thought I led with you, Farky. What do you it, got? It, it's not. It's not a real hot take. I just. I think Utah is a, a really underrated team. They have a couple tough losses this year. They could easily be sitting at ten and one or nine and one, whatever. So this is uh, this is a good spot for them. I think to to win by maybe sixteen, seventeen points. So give me Utah. All right, so we got a, a, a division there, which I think is good. Um, overall, run through real quick. The three of us, ND. Uh, Clemson, Arizona State, Penn State, Bama, Texas Tech, Georgia, and UCF. So a hodgepodge of some of our favorite coaches, some of the more kind of favorited programs this year. Not a ton on the dog front, um, but we'll see what show comes back with, see how many he blocks and see if there's any others out there. So, again, follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us the five-star rating. I know we're starting to get some decent listens, um, you know, into the triple digits. So, appreciate you guys giving us a holler. And uh, certainly, if you have any questions, any takes, or any comments, you can send them. And if they're negative, keep them to yourself or stick them up your ass. And if they're positive, then we're always willing and able to listen to those. So, send those along. Guys, anything else to add? No, just make sure the listeners know who's winning each week so they know who to dial into when they're listening to the pod. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, Memphis Matt was in Fuego, and then he goes four and seven. So, um, and obviously you've you've put together, you know, three, four weeks here of, of steady build. She'll talked all that shit, though, and he sh- shit the bed. I was leading earlier in this year, and you see where I am. So you got to have some humble pie this Thanksgiving uh, or you, you end up getting it slapped right back in your face. You, you were like 20 games under 500 last year. Uh, yeah, because I picked all favorites to support my pod name. <laughs> well, hey, throw the records from last year out the window. Out guys. the window, man. Anything from this week. <laughs> they got to kick them out the window. Got to. All right, guys. Uh, so for Memphis, Matt, for Farky, this is Sean Z signing off. Thank you, guys. And uh, – We'll see how it goes. Rivalry week. Later. Go Buckeyes. Go Bucks. These are the tales, the freaky tales. These are the tales that I tell so well. You don't like my dirty raps. You can go to hell. Cause short dogs on the mic telling cocktails.